This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio. This is Bryce Jacob from J.S. Brown & Company. I'm here with Greg Hansberry, and both of us are here for the edutaining value of this program. Happy summer, man. Happy summer to you. Yeah. How are you finding a way to keep cool? Uh, well, um, you're not the basement. I'm not, I'm <laughs> oh, really not the basement. The basement's always like too hard. six degrees cooler than every other room in the house. Yeah, that's a constant. And yeah. that's where you go in the winter to get warm. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the same temperature. You can just always count on a basement. <laughs> <laughs> good, good call. Yeah. So what about you? Are you pool? Do you, do you no. install a pool in your backyard? No. Slip and slide? No. Sprinkler? No. You're just staying hot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, as a matter of fact, I thought it'd be a brilliant idea over the weekend. There was a soccer tournament my daughter was in, and I, I went out and directed traffic, you know, for all the vehicles coming in. Right. Because it, um, it was held at Thomas Worthington. And so I had to get out there and direct traffic, and it was in the blazing sun. And, you know, you're volunteering, and they don't treat volunteers very well because they didn't even drive water down to me. I was very close to the river, but that was as close as I got to water. So it was pretty hot. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a fun weekend, but it was very, very hot. What do they say? No good deed is left unpunished. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I lived it and dreamed it this weekend. It was the real deal. And so uh, it, it's hot because it's very bright out and you're a bright guy. Well, thank you. And uh, we've got some bright guys in the studio with us today. I like how you did that. Yeah. I get that. You get where we're going with yeah, us? Yeah, I see that. Most people probably thought we were heading toward basements today, but we're not, are we? Nope. What are we going to talk about? Lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about some lighting and controlling lighting. There are I've lights got- in basements, though. There are lights in basements. Okay, all right. So anyway, I've got a couple gentlemen in the studio with us today. Good friend of mine, Jeremy Drury, and he is with Northern Lighting. Jeremy, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And you brought uh, an expert with you who's a specialist in the area, Vincent Blake. So Vince, you're here with us as well. Hi. Hello. And your company is MediaFlow. Correct. So we've got two of you here, and we're going to do a battle of the lights or the control of the lights. I don't know. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's do it. So let's talk about some of the things we have going on. I, Media Flow, I'm kind of curious because I haven't had you on the program before, and this is a company of your own. Is that right, Vince? That's correct. And t- tell us about Media Flow and what you do a little bit. Oh, well, Media Flow provides technology services. We uh, are a home automation company. We provide networking, Wi-Fi, audio video services to homeowners, builders, commercial, residential. Um, we've been in the business for about since about 2001 and we're we're staying busy yeah i would imagine well that's good so you've been you've been around for a little while then we have so um and i had called jeremy and said hey i'd like to get uh, our listeners educated a little bit more on lighting and things that are trendy going on right now and you immediately said i got to get this vince involved so the two you um, obviously collaborate on packages and and have a lot of good knowledge that you're going to bring to the program correct i mean typically uh uh you know, I bring Vince in on a lot of jobs where uh, early on there we see the need for lighting control and and more than lighting control. Mm-hmm. Um, we've come a long way from just dimmers. I mean, now people want to use their phone, you know, to turn stuff on or off. They want to use Amazon Alexa. They want to use geofencing, things of that nature, okay. to be able to just make their lives easier when it comes to lighting. Greg, do you know what all this stuff is? Well, I was going to ask, what's geofencing? I've never heard of it. I'll let Vince explain. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, geofencing is basically a technology that uses GPS to determine your location. And with that, you can initiate some uh, type of control of Turn on the lights. Absolutely. Or, or uh, open the garage or I'm whatever. On my way be. home. Yeah. <clears throat> Get a mile from the house, lights come on automatically. Something like that. 
No kidding. That's kind of scary, though. Really, if you, you can't sneak up on anyone anymore. No. I like to I like to sneak up on people. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want my wife knowing what time I get home. You well, know? <laughs> the good news there, guys, you can actually allow it to ask you whether you want that okay, to happen, all right. so you can be so. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many questions. It's just one more question. Oh my gosh! So uh, yeah, you've heard of that app, Life Three Hundred and Sixty, haven't you? You familiar with it? Mm. No. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna teach you guys a little technology here. No, this is an app where uh, I, you heard me talk about this on one of our. I think we've on the technology yeah, podcast on yeah. technology, and uh, this. So I love it for my kids because you know where they are at any given time, and you know you know that they're at school or uh, it will it'll have certain areas where they they know they're always supposed to be like school or home and so you get alerts like ava just left the school and you know oh where's ava going (laughs) she left the school and uh, i can text her and be like get back to school or whatever it is and so you know that it's a really cool app and i I like it because i i always thought as a kid or not as a kid but when i first had kids why don't we put a little GPS in our kids? Because we put it in our pets, right? We put it in our uh, our dog. Because heaven forbid we lose one of our pets, right? I can't imagine losing a child. And right. how cool is that, that we can have a better track of them? So I haven't had the lights go on as they get closer to the home yet, so I'm excited to learn more about that. Sounds good. <laughs> well, but you know where your kids are. Yeah. But I know where my kids are. Yeah, it is more true. important. Yeah, well, and they and they know where we are all the time too. Which sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I don't want them to know where I am. Yeah, I know what you <laughs> it's mean. None of their business. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Who's the guest on the show today? I see you're in you're the studio. Here at this radio back station. Off. Yeah, yeah, back off. So, all right. So let's talk about lighting controls, and and so we have controls for a variety of reasons, and then I want to get kind of nitpicky about some of what some of these controls are. But sure. It, well, it used to be to me just like when dimmer switches came out, I thought, oh, how cool is that? You can control the volume of lighting in the house and you can go up to the switch and say, yeah, I want to turn it down. We get to save energy, do all those wonderful things. But what are the benefits of what lighting controls are allowing us to do now? Um, I mean, a lot of it goes back to security, um, scene control. So you can, so you can um, have the ability to turn on multiple different lights uh, in a room, like in a kitchen, for example. So you could have your pendant lights on, you could have your under cabinet lights on, can lighting, mm-hmm. and create a scene like um, breakfast scene or morning scene. Um, so you have multiple types of lighting uh, for different moods or atmospheres that you're trying to create. Okay. And so that is that done through a control pad or like you said, your phone, you're able to use that as an app that syncs with your lighting? Yeah, there's, there's multiple ways. You can get a keypad. Um, I think you also do uh, iPad docks, docking stations you can have um, that are available. Um, a lot of the, uh, and when the lighting control comes into play, especially early on, is when you're thinking about switches. And you've probably been on a lot of jobs where you have four or five switches in a row mm-hmm. right next to each other yep. to the point where you almost want a label maker. If, you know, you got yeah. four switches then two studs. Or a stud, and then four more switches, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? So, Too many switches. Yeah. yeah. So Why, why I, is I, the garbage I, disposal turning on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do we, not put the garbage <laughs> disposal on lighting control systems. Yeah. <laughs> we call it wall clutter. So uh, yeah. you can take a lot of those lighting control loads and, and then combine them into a keypad or maybe two keypads that have uh, anywhere from two-button to six-button controls on them. Now, are these buttons easy for people to read and control? So if they have visual impairment, is it uh, yeah, there's, large digital they're, readouts? They're, engra- they're engraved. Um, okay. Typically, when they initially get uh, installed, they, they come with labels on them, um, just generic labels. Mm-hmm. And they the homeowners typically um, ha- 
month yeah. to six months or so, they'll leave them on there and then then have them engraved. So they may want to tweak what lights they want together, what scenes they want to. So yeah. instead of engraving them right off the get-go after they've lived there for a little bit, then they go ahead and have them What helps someone from being so intimidated by technology and the adva- advancements of it? Because I'm a late bloomer in it myself, and I see this and I always go, oh, that's cool. But then when I'm, I learn, oh, I got to change this out, I got to do this, I kind of get dormant on it. Well, I, I think it's because it changes so quickly. The mm-hmm. technology is continually updating, uh, and you have to stay on top of it. And there's kind of that fear that you know you put a lot of, a lot of money into something, and then in yeah. three years it's going to be out of date. So, am I really being smart about where I'm putting my dollars? I think that for a lot of homeowners is is a huge. It's a barrier, you think, yeah. to advancement. I think so. Yeah, for them. Yeah, I, and so I, yeah. a lot of them will stick with the like do-it-yourself controls. Uh, maybe the Amazon Alexa or something where they're doing only a couple number of switches only because of that. But what you'll find in the central Ohio market, um, uh, you know, <clears throat> homeowners that have other houses in other states, maybe they're on the coast or somewhere, or they, they travel, they, they see these systems, and then they, they want to come back here and have them in their their main residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vincent, I'm curious, when you first started this back in 2001, how different is it today, what you're dealing with compared to what you were doing in 2001? Well, at that point in time, Radio Raw was still around, so that has evolved. It has new devices that have been implemented. And, you know, I think the main change is with LED technology as that's evolved and having support, devices support the LED technology. And now with voice commands that's and geofencing, that's just huge. Mm-hmm. That whole integration market's just exploding the Internet of Things. So that's what's really just mind-boggling. But, you know, back to what Jeremy was saying, you know, a lot of the times is people want it simplified. You know, if you do have a five gang, you know, bank of switches there, it's much easier to just have a few buttons and to be able to try to go back and figure out which one controls what. Mm -hmm. Because certainly the electrician doesn't mark any of them. They're following plans. And a lot of the times that's just overlooked as a part of it. So that's a lot of you know, benefit of Jeremy and I working together is that we can catch that stuff ahead of time and make suggestions and say, hey, here's a lighting control opportunity and see if the homeowner's in it, not pushing anything. Um, so, Especially now, uh, a lot of homeowners, they, they, they may be doing a remodel or building a house. And they say, well, I want to put dimmers on everything. Mm-hmm. We'll say, mm-hmm. that's not a problem. Um, but then they, you know, a lot of them want more. They say, well, I want to be able to maybe, I do want to use my phone to just turn stuff on or off in case I'm out of town, um, and maybe they want to have a vacation mode set up. Um, but then they branch into some of the other areas of the technology, um, like the, uh, the heating and cooling or sound mm-hmm. or audio or, or uh, video with the TVs and stuff. And that's where Vince comes in. So he's got some stuff where he can bring it all together under one one umbrella and have one user experience on an app versus having an app for the HVAC control, an app for the lighting control, an app for the sound control. Mm, right. Before too long, your your phone's full up with all these mm-hmm. apps just watching your house. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I, I've fallen victim to that to an extent because I have, you know, I got a new garage door and, you know, along with that and the opener, I, I had to download an app so I could, you know, open my garage door. And I got to tell you, I love it, you know, because I can... Tell when it's been open. I can't tell you how many times I've driven away from the house and I'm going, gosh darn it, did I close the garage door? <laughs> right. He used to drive back. It's saved in fuel alone just having the garage door uh, app. And, uh, you know, I can look at it and go, it's open. Or I had a guy delivering my mower and he didn't deliver it at the time that we agreed to. So he calls me and says, hey, I got your mower and I don't want to leave it just sitting out in front of my house. So I was like, oh, 
plick. I opened the garage and he put it in and I said, you got about a 30 second count before I close it. <laughs> and he right. wasn't there when I came home. So he made it out. <laughs> and, uh, but that's, that's, that's really cool, you know, to have an app like that, but yeah. you're, you're simple experience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there, there's no way around the redundancy. You always have the individual apps that you can run in parallel with, let's say like a savant or a control four system. But that really helps simplify it. Have that umbrella where you're opening one app. You're doing all your scenes based on that. And in some cases, like for example, the geofencing that we mentioned before, mm-hmm. that's going to be app specific. So you'll you'll configure that in whatever manufacturer's app and then come back to the umbrella app like a control four or savant to do everything else. So um, do you have any of these apps? Well, yeah, I have the garage door app, um, and uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones because you're right. Sometimes you have them, you load them up, and you just kind of forget them about them. And we have we have the Nest program, which is kind of mm-hmm. more we use just when we're on vacation. You turn down the AC while you're gone, and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, they got them for smoke detectors now. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you really literally, literally have them for a lot of our yeah. Our Nest is linked. Yeah. In oh, yeah. That. And what what does that do? It just tells yeah. you if. If one, of the, yeah, if one of the smoke detectors goes off, so it's like a network bridge, and so it sits in the house. You tie it in with your smoke detectors, and then yeah. you download the app, and then it'll mm-hmm. send you an alert if the if the uh, smoke detectors were set. You know what I would appreciate is if it sent you an alert that tonight at 3 a.m. I'll be sounding my <laughs> dead battery alarm. It, so they, if you want to, they do that. They do. That. You can check the battery uh, uh, on some <laughs> of on the, the Nest test. Nest one we have. You can say that. I would love that. It is in the middle of the night when you're disoriented. You, you never know which, which one, it one it is. And you gotta wait for a second. You start to doze off again. Oh shoot! Some of, some of the new smoke detectors have uh, like a photo eye on them, so they can tell whether it's daylight or nighttime. So if it does have a uh, sequence like that it waits until the morning to go off so that's, on that's some of the funny. newer ones because there's been a lot of complaints about it it's, yeah. it never fails it's always 3 a.m yeah, yeah. <laughs> always it's always the middle of the night when you're most disoriented yeah so i tell uh, you one just kind of on my back to the garage door thing the um uh i always park in the driveway and that's one thing that has always kind of worried me is that someone's going to break in steal my garage door opener and then now oh. you know you got access to the house so now i don't have to keep the garage door opener in the car i've got it they just need to steal my phone. Right. That's, that's true. <laughs> like you can open your safe and everything yeah, else. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You control my lights and temperature. <laughs> Maybe they'll call me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And use it as a phone, too. It is a problem, though. If you lose your phone, then, you, then, then you're, you're in a world yep, for her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But every, but there are some redundancies, and you can use the lighting con- the lighting control specific. I mean, you can go up and just hit the button, so you don't need the, to have the app to control it. Yeah. So let's go into what, what are some of the types of lighting systems? Obviously, there are some that homeowners probably are a little bit more comfortable even doing themselves or outfitting their homes, and then you get into something that's maybe more professional where you two have to go in and yeah. outrig and the, a house. So let's go from simple to more complicated. So the basic control would be uh, like a Lutron Caseta system. It's stuff you can buy either through myself at Northern Lighting. Um, a lot of You can get it online. Lowe's and Home Depot have it. It's individual dimming control. Um, it's basically taking out one light switch, putting in uh, a smart switch. Uh, and you can have up to 56 devices on that system before you max it out. Um, so, And when you call that a smart switch, that's a, a control that is what would sync to an app on your yes, phone? Yes, yep. Yeah. So cool. you basically, um, there's a kit you can get. It has a network bridge. It ties into your Wi-Fi. Uh, and then you just get the dimmers based on the load type. So if it's a... Incandescent light bulb, you know, you could get that dimmer. Nowadays, mm-hmm. most of the time, it's uh, LED. It's yeah. LED. Um, so they have LED dimmers, or they have electronic low voltage is the other one that is used mainly. So you really wouldn't have to get a 
dimmer switch, so to speak. No, it would still be a dimmer switch. Um, But it just has a control. It just has a, yeah, it's got little LEDs on the side of it. It's always got a signal going to it. So Mm -hmm. it's, so it's searching for a signal from either your phone or if you hit a button press. Um, you, You know, you've probably ran into this before as well. How many times on a job where maybe something changed and you decide to change a door swing, maybe walking into a bathroom or something Mm -hmm. after, after the bathroom has been wired. So, um, instead of tearing up the drywall and moving all that, now you'd be able to add a, add a switch on the other side of the wall and put a wireless uh, remote control on the Mm -hmm. wall, um, without doing any damage. Well, I'd like to go on, on record as saying I haven't made that mistake. (laughs) (laughs) It, 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 I've come across it on, on a couple jobs where our competitors, I'm sure your competitors for sure. They do that Uh, a lot, Greg. That's why we only go with JS Brown (laughs) when it comes to home design remodel. It's very common. I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) But you could also, you could also, uh, uh, add a three-way switch or add a remote control. So say Mm. you had uh, a dining room and you only had one switch on a wall and you know, they moved into a house and you're like, oh, I really wish I had a switch on this other wall. You can add a wireless switch, add, add a wall plate, and a, a wall plate adapter and snap it in there. And it, you couldn't tell that there wasn't a switch. And it wire. syncs with the other, other lights. Yeah, talks by nice. RF yeah. to the other switch. So you can do that sort of um, basic control. Um, it's very, you know, a one button press to hold, to, to sync them together. So it's not, it's not overly difficult to program it. Mm. Um the next system up would be uh, would be the Radio Raw 2 system from Lutron that we use a lot. And that's where you're going through and you're remodeling and you're trying to eliminate some of that wall clutter uh, when you're getting rid of a uh, four gang or five gang down to mm-hmm. a keypad. Uh, and that's where someone like Vincent usually comes in because um, you have to be Lutron trained specifically for that. And it's all programmed off uh, the IP addresses, correct? Yeah, so the way that Lutron works is basically their devices talk over a proprietary wireless signal, but it uses your internet and, you know, your device's IP, and then it establishes its own little ecosystem, its own Mm. little mesh Mm -hmm. uh, through wireless repeaters and whatnot. Um, So to that end, when you have a series of of switches that you need to relocate to put it down to one gang keypad you're actually just relocating those switches to another location so instead of being on the wall there could be down where your electric panel is and then they're wirelessly communicating back to the keypad gotcha so you have a lot more flexibility in terms of where you are putting those devices this is probably a great time for something very special this week well this is my favorite time of uh, every episode it's the tip of the week it's time for the tip of the week The smarter technology gets, the dumber we can sometimes feel. Don't get overwhelmed with all the fancy new gadgets and terminology that accompanies technology. Start with your smartphone and see what apps are compatible with technology that you're comfortable having in your home. Once you get some experience, expand your horizons at a pace that you find suitable. And before you know it, you'll be right where you want to be with your technology. And that's your tip of the week. Let's get back to our guests. So there, ease them into it. That was more of a tip for me. Than, than anybody else because I do get overwhelmed with how rapidly technology changes and I do I, I, I remember when the the Connect 4 Radio 4 Radio Raw 4 whatever that thing's called came out years and years and years ago and I thought oh that'd be really cool it was changed so much you know once smartphone phones came out all the things you can do with it is just amazing I love it yeah I've even seen um, 
Bluetooth light bulbs. It's a kind of even more basic level of this. Um, yeah, this came from blue light specials. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> a white light. But yeah, oh. just the, the bulb itself is, is compatible. But again, you have to download this independent app. And so it sounds like this is a little more advanced. Yeah, when, right. you're, when, you're, when you're doing the individual light bulbs, yeah. those are um, you know per lamp control. Right. Um, where the Lutron system is uh, the whole circuit. Yep. So, you know, if you have a dining room fixture and it's got five light bulbs in it, you're getting five lamps, you know, smart lamps for that at X, whatever the cost is, Mm -hmm. times one smart device that controls all five. So it typically is less expensive to do the circuit than it is to do the the lamp individually. Sure. And eventually they'll blow out anyway, you know, (laughs) or burn out. Yeah. The hour rating. I'd like to see the guy. Pull your hair out trying to pair it up with your phone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, your music starts playing. No, no, I <laughs> no, just don't no. want the light to play. <laughs> Wait, is it supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> awesome. Well, with the um, with an existing home or a home that's been around a while, and you've got light fixtures all throughout, you just need to change the device, right? You don't need to change the fixtures themselves in all cases. Uh, not not in all cases. Um, most cases, you end up changing the the lamps as well. Okay. Um, a lot of remodels that, you know, they typically that's have. That's where I hear the cash register. Yeah. they Well, the, not the fixture, but, you know, that's up to the client whether or not they yeah. want to put a new fixture in or not. But just if they're going to change the, the wall device, mm-hmm. uh, more than likely they're going to go to an LED lamp. And so they probably have an old incandescent light bulb. Right. So if they were to update to the color temperature light that they would want mm-hmm. um, at the same time they put the device in, that would make sense. Now you could keep the incandescent bulbs and in most cases the LED dimmers will work with the incandescent lamps but typically I see 95% of people go ahead and just change the light bulbs and update everything because mm-hmm. what happens is uh, you know they've been to Kroger's they've been to Lowe's they've been to Walmart they've been to Costco everywhere to get light bulbs and they got five different light bulbs and stuff now I've seen when uh, LED light bulb or lamp goes into an existing fixture and it is on a dimmer Sometimes they flicker. Why, why is that? Is the fixture it, itself not adequate for it? it? There could be a number of reasons, um, and I get asked this a lot on a daily basis. Um, oh, this should have been the tip for the week. This gosh, should have been the tip for the week. <laughs> Second um, one, snuck in just, yeah, let's sneak one in. Um, so a lot of times it's the compatibility of the dimmer and the lamp. So certain lamps only have, um, they call it like a low-end trim, so maybe they only dim down to 10%. Well, when you slide your dimmer down, um, you get below that 10%, mm-hmm. and then the LED lamp's going to have a hard time reading the dimmer. Uh, so the low-end trim can be an issue. Um, the other issue could be you have an old dimmer that's not a LED, not set up for LEDs, and that's the more common issue. Um, another issue, uh, anything that any house that was wired typically before 2009 does not have a neutral wire in the switch box, which is when the NEC mm-hmm. updated the code. So... Um, you do end up having to find dimmers that um, do not require a neutral so that some of those LED bulbs don't want to work work correctly. Gotcha. So a lot of times it could be on a case-by-case basis, um, just depending on the house and and what the fixtures are. Got it. I'm about exhausted on light bulbs and uh, LEDs. So I want to know a little bit about Alexa, okay, this whole thing, because... is she's that, listening. She's listening. Yeah, she is always listening, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. So, is that a gimmick or is it a really good uh, accessory for your home? 
Ooh, the silence. It's, to, it's not. Yeah. It's not necessarily a gimmick. Um, a lot of people have adopted it, and equally, a good number of people don't trust it whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you've seen over the news and everything, Amazon has and Google both have gone through a lot of you know back and forth in terms mm-hmm. of what they're disclosing, what they're recording, and all those type of things. But from a control standpoint. It, it absolutely works. We set up several projects where you're able to initiate voice commands to control a number of different things in your home, from HVAC to uh, shade control to audio video control. Um, and in a lot of cases, it's something that uh, elderly people can actually utilize more friendly than like a remote control. So mm. you know, people mm-hmm. who are visually impaired and may have a an issue with walking or as mobile as they should be they can utilize Alexa. So, you know, we've done a number of projects with it and, and it's worked out really, really well. All right. Yeah. I, we, we have it at home and we just, I never use it. You know, I, I think we're just letting the government listen to all of our conversations <laughs> perhaps. It's funny. So, we listen to music. It's my music, kids, yeah. kids get a hold of it. And likewise, the, like the <laughs> elderly, the kids can use it too with very ease uh, and yeah. to, for good and yeah. bad. They and play it's the good. Same songs it's good over because you can again. go back and listen to what, look at what your kids actually ask the Alexa. That's very true. <laughs> no, it's the gummy awesome. bear song. There, there's a, <laughs> the, there's <laughs> God, will you play that as we close the show today? <laughs> there's a, a funny Saturday night live skit on uh, Amazon yeah. Alexa. Yeah. Hey, Allegra. Yeah. Hey, Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> And what and shameless we'll plug, you know, yeah. you can listen to above grade on Alexa. Well, that's not a shameless plug. That's the a good well, use. That's for a good Alexa. use of the plug. Yeah. So just say Alexa, play above grade podcast, and it will. So I got an issue with Alexa and Siri and all that stuff because they never recognize my voice. I don't feel like I'm actually a recognizable human when it comes to communicating with technology. And it might be because it recognizes. You know how a dog senses fear. I think technology uh, senses a lack of, you know, knowledge and usership. Uh, and so it just doesn't, it just doesn't pay any attention to me. You Why and I have that? that same issue then because it's oh. the same thing happens to me in my oh, vehicle. Shoot. Any yeah. voice recognition, I have to change my voice, like the pitch of it. It's the pitch. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to give that a try. Talk, talk deeper. <laughs> no, I don't know. Right. I don't know if it's too deep. I don't know if it's not deep enough. I don't know if I slur my words. I don't know what it is, but half the time I ask something, something completely unrelated comes up. So I just stopped asking. So I type. I go to the old-fashioned way. <laughs> All right, so we've got those things. What are some other things that people are using around their home? And then we'll get into the more sophisticated stuff that you guys are dealing with. What's Sonos? Oh, Sonos is a music service. So they have various players and Devices mm-hmm. that allow you to stream your favorite music, play your TV through them. Um, it's a, is that without having to wire your house and put speakers in every room, or you just yeah, need a just, device? You need that power plays? and you need reliable Wi-Fi throughout your home. Otherwise, you will have a horrible Sonos experience. So, mm. just be wary of that. What? Okay, so let's talk about that because if we're building a home or uh, remodeling a home, what are some of the things that give you the bad reception? Is it the materials used in construction? Right, reflective reflectivity of materials throughout the metal home. studs. That could yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So when lots basements that have metal studs, okay, so lots mm-hmm. of windows. Mm-hmm. So it's more about trying to figure out where you know the the best wireless coverage is. So we always recommend you hear a lot about these mesh technologies, you know, various mesh Wi-Fi networks and so forth, and 
yes, we can do that, but we rely more on wired access points. Like if you have an opportunity to stick an access point somewhere that's wired and has the backbone for bandwidth, then we use it. But you know, wireless is changing as well. So towards the end of the year, we should see a new wireless technology becoming prevalent at Wi-Fi 6. So okay. that'll be huge. But still, if you can wire and hide an access point somewhere, that is a good thing. All right. So what are some of the systems put in that professionals have to do? You guys have to come in and do that a do-it-yourselfer would not be able to just go out and buy this equipment at a Lowe's, Home Depot, call you at your store, download an app. What are where what's the next level be radio raw Two, be lutron homeworks okay it would be savant control four all of those are things that would be next level integration that you would not do it yourself or would not be able to do okay and so what are the differences with these why why would someone need to take that that step well it's not to say that the person couldn't do it but it there is a certain amount of training and access to product and those type of things that you would need um a lot of cases the homeowner depending on the how techie the homeowner is they want you to leave the program behind so they can tinker as a as an authorized dealer we're not allowed to do that especially now that our, our yeah. contact information's all you know through the programming and it could potentially give them access to other project files um but there's a level of programming that needs to go in and a level of training that needs to happen. Um, I don't want to get myself in a position to where, you know, the homeowner is messing around and then, you know, windows and lights are going off at all types of crazy hours of the night. Um, you know, all you're kicking on at 3 a.m. What were we talking about earlier? 3 yeah, smoke detectors. <laughs> the smoke detectors. Yeah. <laughs> Everything bad always happens in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. <laughs> With um, electronics, for sure. But, you know, there's there's a level of wiring that has to happen with some of these higher-end systems. And then really, you know, for most people, you know, the radio raw level, select level would probably be appropriate. It gives you a higher device count. But when you start getting into houses that are 7, 8, 10, 20,000 square feet, I mean, you're just talking about a whole different like your animal. house, Greg. Right, right. I see you work in a radio studio, <laughs> yeah. and that's what yeah. you end up with. You know, like you see in the movies when like there's like the, the, the curtains that open up and down, and then it's like the skyline. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Well, in the train yeah. that you right. ride from one wing to the next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. We've yeah. seen, we've seen yeah. that before. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Stages in people's homes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really comes down to the functionality. So, you know, when there's a system that involves utilizing, you know, photo sensing, like in w- how much sunlight is outside, determining what's going to happen on the interior of the home, how to treat HVAC, window treatments, and all those type of things, that's just a different level um, of product than, say, like a radio raw, where you're just really wanting to focus on lighting control and you know, maybe some shades. Excellent. Well, guys, I appreciate you coming in. How do uh, folks that have questions, they'll probably call me all the time and ask me, but I'd rather send them your way. So how would they reach you if they've got questions? So, Vince, what, you have a website where people can look at some of the systems you have? Uh, we do. We have some information on our website. It's mediaflowllc.com. Very simple. So they check it out. Do you have a showroom or anything where people come in or nothing like that? Just website is your showroom? That's correct. All right. Well, We, that's can, a, we can take folks to live sites uh, we have some commercial mm-hmm. sites um, some of our residential customers may not mind but yeah well they'll know you're coming that's right so. <laughs> <laughs>
And Jeremy, how about you? Because you got a lot. You got a lot over at Northern Lighting from do, the yeah. fixtures to all the, this other technology. So yeah, we have everything from exhaust fans, recess cans, ceiling fans, thousands of lights on display um, on our showroom at uh, five five eight five Westerville Road there in Westerville. Yeah. So uh, you can also find us online at uh, northernlighting.net, and there's over a hundred thousand lights on our website. So if you're looking for something to do, time to kill. Yes. You don't want your GPS dot moving around. Yeah, you sit can, at your computer and look at lights. You can look at lighting. All right. Guys, thanks for being in today. Thanks for having us. It was us. very enlightening. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I had to work that in today. Folks, I also want to thank all of you for tuning in and downloading our app today of Above Grade and listening to it and, uh, and, uh, and joining us. And if you just did it for the first time, uh, we've got a whole archive of these things. You can go check them out at your favorite location where you download your apps. Make sure you download Above Grade. You can also go to jsbrownandcompany.com and uh, and download it there and listen to our whole archive. It'll keep you busy for years and years and years after you're done looking at all those lights. And if you want to rate it and review us, we would love for you to do that. If you got information you'd like to send to us or a topic you'd love to hear more information about, you can go ahead and email us. That's at abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. And we might even invite you on the show if you're interesting enough. But if you're not, we might just still research your topic and get a guest on That's who's right. an expert in that area. Well, and, and it's it's like road trip season, too. So this is perfect. Yeah. Download a few and, uh, you know, we'll keep you busy for half the trip. We'll get you through the mountains. That's it. It'll it'll be great. And just pay attention. Keep your eyes on the road and your ears on, on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, this is Bryce Jacob and Greg. I'm with J.S. Brown Company, and we're going to wish you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.